0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 56 of the Finger Guns podcast. My name is Roscoe, how are you doing? I'm with Mr. Greg Hicks.
1: Hello, sir, and hello, everyone. How are you, mate? I'm good, thank you. Um, update from last week, I don't have COVID, which is nice.
0: Hey.
1: I know. Um, I have been having like flu-like symptoms a week, but not COVID. So that was a negative, but I've had the week off work just to just to be safe. So getting my lungs back up to speed, which is nice. I don't know if you you might hear it coming on the mic, you might hear that occasional like wheezing as I breathe. I'm not out of shape, well, I am out of shape, but yeah, also been dealing with that all week. Yeah, otherwise, I am all right. Good, good,
2: Mr. Sean Davies. Hi, hi man, welcome back. Thank you very much. How are you? I am very well. I won a competition yesterday, a key workers' competition to win a takeaway from uh, Stanworth funfair. They are like a fun fair in Stoke on Trent, and they've started doing like food parcels and takeaways and stuff and people could nominate key workers and I got nominated and I won and we had our takeaway delivery today and it was candy floss and popcorn and burgers and hot dogs and donuts all the good stuff from the fair so if I sound like I'm actually Jabba the Hutt it's because I am sitting very much like Jabba the Hutt right now full of fairground food so <laughs> it feels very very nice on the old tummy but um I'm yeah. kind of expecting
1: you to have one of the kids sat on your shoulder like, um, is it Sice Noodles? No, what's his name?
2: <laughs> if you hear. <laughs> Sal- salacious Crumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have adopted that pose and occasionally I might go, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> But no, but a weird week and and here we are doing a podcast again. I apologize for my absence last week.
1: That's perfectly fine. We had an absolute bastard of a quiz last week.
2: I, did, I Yeah, I wanted to say mm. my thanks to Paul, but he's not here. But I've never heard torture porn before. I've watched films about torture <laughs> porn, but I've never heard torture porn before. And there we are. It's the,
1: but, it was the audio equivalent of Hostel.
2: Yeah, there was there was those occasional uh, kind of tumbleweed moments after Paul had played his, his little soundbite. And I thought, no fucker in the world is going to get that. <laughs> but well done, Paul. You know, he stepped into the breach.
0: Mm. I thought leaving the long awkward silences that me and Greg were giving <laughs> in the podcast was the right thing to do.
2: <laughs> you did it's, absolutely right. I mean,
1: <laughs> if had we been doing a video podcast, it'd just be lots of like trying to strain out kidney stone faces. Like, uh, <laughs> I know we mocked Paul for his age, and I will continue to do so. But yeah, he's got a obviously got a pedigree of retro game, and I, I've got some obscure soundtracks on. On record, but he's got that in 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 his memory, like really weird old stuff. And some of those games, there, I mean, I'd, I'd heard of Pit Fighter, but I'd never seen it in action. I and mean, when he played samples from it, I was like, "You could have put Rise of the Robots on for all I know."
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I got six out of ten, but that's only because the um, sheer amount of time I've sat going through sound bites on the internet to try yeah, and find true. stuff for a quiz that I've stumbled across this. I I'd never heard of Pit Fighter myself. Never, yeah, then, no, I,
1: never. I, I didn't even get the Mario, like the end of level one. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say like, oh, I didn't, I didn't blame, I didn't hear the audio properly. It was just it, that was on me, but I was like, oh yeah, of course it was. So yeah, yeah I mean, top, well done, Paul. You, you <laughs> fried, you fried our brains. Well done, Paul. How
2: are you, Roscoe? How are you doing?
0: Yeah, I'm okay, mate. Yeah, it's been, a, it's been a good week. I've spent a lot of week uh, video calling the family, learning how to use Zoom, like all the cool kids nowadays. And uh, yeah, it's been fun. It's nice to see everyone's face. Obviously, we were all meant to be in Spain uh, very soon for my niece's wedding, so it was nice to uh, nice to see her face and nice to see everyone else. Spain, obviously, their lockdown procedures are far more strict and stringent than ours. Uh, my sister, who lives in Spain, and my nieces, who live there, are about they haven't seen each other in eight weeks now, and so it's uh, it's pretty crazy. They're not allowed to travel with more than two people in a car, or than one person in the car, I should say. So it's uh, yeah, it's pretty wild, and. They are very much seem to be enjoying these uh, video calls that we're doing with everyone. So, yeah, had a nice kind of, like, family-focused week, if that is a thing that you can do during lockdown. Yeah, it's been nice. Well done. Thanks. (laughs) Now, before we go anywhere... (laughs) We are three years old today. Give yourself a round of applause. Yes, obviously the... uh... The podcast isn't three years old, but Finger Guns as a Thing, Uh, three years old today on the day we record this, uh, May the 3rd, and it's uh, very cool. You can see a nice little write-up about everything on our website right now. Uh, We've done a couple of uh, posts on Twitter about it, but uh, three years, Sean. Pretty crazy.
2: Yeah, who would have thought? Who would have thought?
1: I mean, credit goes to you two and Paul for, uh, for starting this and getting me into doing this whole shenanigans. It's been 18 months now, I think. Since it was, it does, yeah. August was, was it like it was July seventeen. No, it was July eighteen. It was it was Mugsters because it came out a few days after my birthday.
2: Yeah.
1: So yeah, 18, 19 months now been with you guys and I am very grateful for it and the opportunities that have come from it as well.
2: It's a pleasure. We we've always kind of been a we I mean, thinking back, we've worked with uh Alexis, uh, who did a couple of reviews and we worked with Tim and uh we had Jan. Who did who? Who gave ten out of ten to the ma- infectious madness of Doctor Decker? Out of nowhere, <laughs> to screw up the entire system, the last review he ever did. Yeah,
0: <laughs> broke the internet with a ten out of ten for an FMV game from Wells Interactive. Oh wow!
2: <laughs> I mean, I like. Lo- I liked. He loved
0: it. He loved it. What do you... No,
2: what no, you know no sorry, I, that's the thing about reviews, isn't it? It's it's your own opinion. But I mean, wow! It was it was very funny when the reviews came out, and it was like. Seven, eight, seven, seven, eight, eight, ten, ten. <laughs> like what? But you know, Jan, Jan really likes his Lovecraftian horror games, and since yeah, since then, yeah, I've strange. I've bought it and paid it, played it, and you know, it was it is actually pretty damn good. Um, but you know, it's it's been a while three years. You know, we haven't killed this website yet. We yeah. haven't killed each other, which is yeah, fantastic.
1: We, yeah, and we haven't resorted to doing shitty bullet point reviews. Don't <laughs> I'm not naming the other site I'm not going to I'm not going to tend to that but at least I at least I value the fact that we can actually write comprehensive reviews of things
2: Dear dear listener if you could if you could see the state of our slack some days oh, um,
1: we we sound like bitches <laughs> we sound worse we sound worse than bloody drag race contestants
2: yeah it's been it's been a fun couple of weeks watching other sites publish reviews and one site in particular has got pretty much all of our goats and we won't name names, but it is, it has been fun reading some of their nonsensical reviews.
1: It's, it's it's, a structure. <laughs> it's all bullet points, but they contradict each other as well. Uh, I'm not, I can't remember which game it was, but it was like, pro, great story. Con, boring story.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one was. Anyway.
1: One was, right, yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm off tangent. Um,
0: the website is in really good health right now, and probably the best health it's been in for a long time. And we have Greg to thank for that, and we have Toby to thank for that. Uh, Toby will be joining the podcast on and off very, very soon. So yeah, if you have been with us from day one, and thank you, thank you thank you very much indeed. It's been really, really cool. And Finger Guns just keeps growing, and we get to go to events and meet our heroes and meet people, and they go, oh, hey, you're those guys from Finger Guns. And we go, yeah, we are. And it's a very exciting moment for all of us. And uh, yeah, long may it continue. So big thanks to Greg and to Sean and to Paul and to Toby, and to Jan and to Alexis and Tim and Anyone that has contributed to the website in some and form. yourself. Right, let's move on to what we've been playing. It's a great case. What have you been playing this week? Uh,
1: well, I've already kind of given it away. I'm still on Final Fantasy VII. As I said, I've got chapter 14. Things have happened. I still don't like the dialogue, but I'm learning yeah. to ignore it mostly. I've still been playing Snow Runner, which is really therapeutic. I'm still enjoying it. It's it's quite cathartic, just tooting about the land, like delivering haulage. I haven't got into the massive, massive truck yet, but it's great fun. So yeah, that, I had Daymare 1998 to review, which, uh, it's it's awful. I, when I, I'd i heard about it coming up, and looking at the footage for it, it looked really good. Um, my review's up on the website if anybody wants some more sort of in-depth, like, tearing it apart, but yeah, I thought it was going to be a really cool Resident Evil clone, and it's just a big pile of shite. And if anyone does follow me on Twitter, you can see the clips of how bad the audio is on it, and... Oh, it's it's a mess. It's I was so disappointed with that, but I'm also glad I didn't spend 30 quid on it. So heed this as a warning. Do not spend 30 quid on Daymare 1998. So yeah, I've been playing that. And then last night, after a few drinks, I decided to carry on with L.A. Noire. And I've now botched interrogation really, really badly. And I've kind of like saved my progress <laughs> of a really bad interrogation and where that's going from there. So I've kind of ruined my file on that, which should probably highlight the uh, negatives of drinking but um yeah that's been my week really don't play daymare
0: all right then (laughs) oh it looks uh it looks like something
1: oh i i really wanted it to be good and i started playing it and yeah shocking frame rate aside it's just awful it's not even like campy awful like resident evil is i know it's trying to be resident evil because that's how it started as as a remake but yeah god
0: uh mr sean davies what have you been playing this week sir What random game have you found on PSN to review?
2: Okay, shall I start with the random game from PSN? Yes. (laughs) Okay, the random game from PSN this week. It's a LucasArts styled point-and-click adventure. Um, It released on PC a few years ago. Um, It's like a comedy adventure. There's, it's set in the medieval times, but there's like references to GDPR. You have to like sign up to a mailing list during the game, and they go, "It's fine, I'm GDPR compliant," and things like that. There's, there's lots of jokes. The start of the game, you, you play as this this guard who's on duty, who very, very drunk on his birthday and allows an evil, evil sorcerer into the castle, who then kidnaps the princess. And you then fall out of a tower, get stung by loads of bees, and nobody recognizes you. So for the next ten minutes of the game, every word that you say is, is through a muffled, like, muffled voice, because your face is all swollen up through bee stings. That's basically the kind of concept that we're going for here. It is Very random, very weird, um, but also quite a lot of fun. So, And Um, what's it called? Guard Duty. I've also been playing a game called Zed on the Switch, which is a puzzle game where you have to move blocks and to cover a selected block. And it's very, very good, very, very well designed. And um, I would highly advise, it's like two quid on the Switch, Um, but it's a brilliant time killer. I've also been playing Ghost Sweeper on the Switch, which, if you've <laughs> ever played, Solem-
0: I could can I just give it like a quick sort of like um, thing on this? God, uh, God, Ghost Sweeper came up in our Slack. was like, "Hey, he wants to review this," and it went through literally everyone.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like eh, no. It's like
1: pass uh, past the parcel if the parcel was a ted.
0: And uh, and Sean, like the hero he is, jumped on <laughs> it. Okay, sorry, they,
2: I'll, I'll be honest with you, man. Like I I will take any game. It doesn't, you know, it's, I I get the feeling that like so many people pass up these games and 90% of the reviews I complete, there's like one other review on the internet because nobody wants to play these games, but then people buy them because they haven't been, they haven't been warned. So I, (laughs) I'm the guy that jumps on the grenade and goes, don't buy this game! <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, come on. I've taken I've taken a bit of shrapnel
1: this week, whereas you've oh, taken the full blast.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> you, you, you had a flesh wound. Um, yeah. I've had le- legs and arms blown off. Um, <laughs> ghost Reaver is basically Solomon's Key, and it's a worse version of Solomon's Key. And, and if you've ever played Solomon's Key, that was... It was fine. <laughs> but basically, the idea is you play as these two ghost busters... One wears a bucket for a helmet. I don't know why. There's no reason for that. Uh, And they basically have to complete these levels where you have to find a key and get to the door and collect all the treasure. And if you do so, you get stars. And the the kicker is that the entire level is designed in grids so that you can create and destroy these blocks uh, just in front of you or just beneath your feet to basically get around the level. So say there's like a, a piece of scenery that's eight blocks high you create a block to your right and then jump on it and then one to your left and then jump on that and basically you create steps and that's that's the premise of the game it's and the review will be out soon um but it's it's sure is something and i'll tell you what i i've never i've never had this before in a video game but there's a there's a, like a ghost like enemy and it's that that spits fire but every time the ghost spits fire this really graphic burp sound effects comes on like (laughs) that like a really you know like a a guy's almost been sick burp oh and it happens every three seconds and i'll be honest with you it made me feel very physically unwell playing this game because it was just like (laughs) and it it, honestly for about four minutes that was going on i was like i can't play this game anymore i have to skip this level like a like a sort of lactic acid type thing like 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 the one that you you know if you walk past somebody after you do that you'd have to like not breathe like that is oh, the kind right. the kind of birds you're gonna. Oh, like when gonna... Martin when Martin threw up when we were in London. <laughs> <laughs> that was making you go as well. Yes, yes, it was a very un, 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 unsatisfactory smell. Um, <laughs> but yeah, don't. I mean, the, the review will be up soon. It's got it's got its good bits and it's got bad bits. But I know, it's it's if Solomon's Key exists on the Switch, if you wanted to play Solomon's Key, go and play Solomon's Key. Don't don't buy a cheap imitation. Um, the other games I've been playing, I've I've played Deliverers the Moon, which is Wired Production, and I have no idea how to pronounce the developers' names, but they've got a cute penguin as a logo. It's a sci-fi puzzle game where you go off to the moon to try and save the Earth by setting up this power relay that's gone off five years earlier, and you're the like at the last astronaut. It's a very very cool game. It does a lot of things in a very short amount of time. Um, it's unlike, despite the fact that it does look like dead space, it's nothing like dead space. There's no horror, but there are really tense moments. So quite a lot of times in the game, you're running out of air and like at one part, you basically get blown off the space station. You're floating through space and you have to do like a quick time event to try and grab some debris and then try and fling yourself towards the space station again. But you've only got like nine seconds worth of air. And you've got this like trail of air canisters you've got to try and get to. And these air canisters are about seven seconds of distance away. So you're always about two seconds away from death. And it's it's really nail-biting stuff. And I would highly advise if you know I've got a full review on the website, go and go and check that out. I've been playing Streets of Rage 4, which is a whole lot of fun. Um it's Streets of Rage, but shinier. And 'm I'm, I'm just really impressed that they've managed to keep that same feeling in 2020 that you know was in the 90s um, and not ruin it and, and it's it's just such a very nice game. I'm gonna let Paul talk about it because he's the one that's reviewing it, but um, yeah it's it's a nice game. I've been playing uh, the Mars Horizons beta on PC. Basically it's a, that game's about managing a space agency. you can be, you can pick NASA or the European Space Agency. And the idea is to to research and build facilities, and then launch rockets, and eventually trying to get to the mark to get to Mars. Um, but the the onboarding for this beta feels like it's really tough to get your head around what you're supposed to be doing. I think the beta's missing a bit of a tutorial, so you're basically thrown at the deep end, and it's like it doesn't really tell you what to do. So the first hour of my playtime was really confused. Um, it was like, do, do I pick this? Or do I pick you know? Do I pick a sensory rocket? What base do I need to build for that? Do I need to research staff? None of this kind of stuff was explained, and um, eventually I got my head around it, and there's, there's a ton of potential in this game. It's going to be a great game. It's from um, Irregular Corporation and from Auroc Digital. They've teamed up together now to bring this game out. Uh, it's due to come out later this year, so they've still got time to fix all these little bits and pieces, but it does have a load of potential, so keep your eye out for that one. And lastly, oh my God, this list. <laughs> Lastly, I have been playing the Warborne closed beta on PC. Now, Warborne, I played that at Res, and I think I wrote about it, and I've included it in one of our upcoming indie games to be excited about list because I really like the look of this game. It's like a Gundam hex turn-based strategy game. You control mechs that are on a battlefield made of hex grids, and you've got to move your troops around and fight other troops, take over bases, use, use your resources to buy new troops and that kind of thing. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, the first five missions of what I've played in there. Sorry, I'm probably up to about like the 10th mission now. It's so good, so entertaining. And um, I'm really looking forward to that one coming out. Uh, it's coming to all the consoles as well as PC. It's a shame because the closed beta is, is closed now. So that that's a shame. But you get your hands on this game to try it before it comes out. I would highly advise doing so because it is really, really good. And that's my list. And breathe. <laughs> sorry, guys. It's
1: all right. <laughs> We can always rely on you to uh, to bring up the rear with an absolute catalogue of stuff.
2: Hey, I play games, it's, what can I say? It's funny that,
1: <laughs> it's, it's funny that like, it, it's weird how games come out in twos sometimes, because I've just done Moons of Madness, and then you've got Deliver Us the Moon, which are both space, sort of subtly horror games.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know if you've seen this week, but there's been two games that are announced. I'm going to talk about them later in the indie corner, but there's, like, two games that have been announced that are almost identical and I don't think these developers have copied off each other. It's just that two ideas came at the same time. That's all, yeah. And you, you had, like, Infamous and Prototype both at the same time, which was like, what? <laughs> um, yeah, so, yeah, another busy week. What about you, Roscoe? Fortnite? Animal uh, Crossing?
0: Yes and yes. <laughs> yeah, excellent. <laughs> both indeed. But I've been... Uh, anything, I've been... thinking good? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Whew. But uh, yeah, I've been dedicating my time to Stadia mostly. Um, so no, Greg, really. Cool. Uh, no, Stadia's been all right, actually. I watched the Stadia Direct, if you want, if you like the Stadia Connect video the other day. 15 minutes of Stadia developers talking to me about stuff. It was very weird and very awkward. Um, but they, they threw in some good games, and they threw PUBG for free on Stadia Pro, if you have it. And I thought, okay, I'll check it out. And so I logged on to Stadia, saw PUBG was there, claimed it, pressed play. Thirty seconds later, I'm on the island, and mate, there's just you can't argue with that. You can't argue with what Stadia do in that sense of like, here's a link, press play, you're in the game, and boom, it worked. And it was great. I was playing it on my PC, which is something I haven't been able to do ever because PUBG would just never run on my PC. And yeah, fairly impressed with it to be honest. Um, I've used my Xbox controller to play it, and it feels smooth and not bad. Pretty happy with it, really. I was also playing Zombie Army Four. This is a game that I played on PS4 with you guys, and. But yeah, that was also very good on Stadia. It's not as graphically intensive as uh, the likes of Doom Eternal and um, Odyssey and Destiny 2. So it was running a little better and it was fun. It was fun to play it on my PC and then shut my PC down and then open it up on my phone like seconds later. There's little Stadia things that it can do well, um, really work and really help to elevate it. It's still not amazing. I'm still not going to sign up to it after this free trial because it's just not perfect yet in terms of playing it. Smoothly, but you know it's fine for for a service that they're currently offering for free. I cannot argue with it at all. Um I'm very happy with it. I've also been playing Streets of Rage Four, um, much like all of us have been playing it this week. It's bloody hard, isn't it? Good yes. Lord,
1: I, I'm glad it's not just Toby and I that think that. It is pretty. Uh, I'm sure it's probably laughing, laughing in in Gamer God over there. Going, no, it isn't. But yeah, we got stuck. I don't know if it was like scaled enemies because of multiplayer, but. Yeah, we just kept getting our asses kicked, and we didn't want to rely on the multiplier, you know, the um, the assists. Yeah, but we did at one point, and we still got our asses kicked. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs>
2: what's what's the assists?
1: Uh, when you die, uh, you've got retry. Uh, have, you, have you died yet?
2: Yeah, but I just went to game over. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, when you
1: die, you've got retry, change character, and then you've got these assists where you can have uh one extra life, but your score is halved. You can have two extra lives and one of the star, you know, the the special move things, and your score is half to or thirded. And then we cut by a third, and then you can have three star, uh, three lives, and an extra star, and I think it like quarters your score. Wait, what? The stars are, are super moves or something? Yeah, yeah. You not, if you press Y, oh, what were you playing on PlayStation? Yeah, yeah. You got, you got. Triangle, which is your normal like special move, like your uh,
2: health you know, bars, your, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if you pre- if you've got a star under your health bar, if you press uh, triangle and circle, you do like a. It's not always like area of effect. Some of them are directional, but yeah, it's like they're, they're screen pausing super move.
2: Ah, I didn't know that. Okay, um, I- I've been Axel does it.
1: like a Axel <laughs> does like a big big like fire pillar. Blade does some weird psychic thing. Um, Adam does some uh like green spiky uh, it's like a, a horizontal like spiky pillar that comes out the floor so if there's something on the same horizontal plane as you you you, you take them out in succession
2: mm. oh okay yeah. that might make the game easier it yeah.
0: doesn't
2: <laughs> it doesn't but... <laughs>
1: it doesn't
0: it gives it you does the does false have... sense
1: of security that you're doing all right
0: yeah well I, 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 I just
2: oh okay sorry carry on <laughs>
0: A little, uh, yeah, um, our review is coming soon. I think I'll let Paul sort of go into more detail, but yeah, it is. It is fantastic. It's great. I love the little. There's some little sort of touches to make it kind of great for old school fans, and it's it's a lot of fun. But yeah, it will kick your ass. That's very old school about it. In that respect, it's not easy. Some of us were brought up in this era, but it's still kicking our ass.
1: <laughs> I haven't finished any of the old ones on anything other than easy. Okay. But then I was I was quite quite young when I played them. Mm. I never realized about the whole Mr. X not being Mr. X thing. And it was like, oh, what? Well, I've got a plant on a harder difficulty. No. <laughs> I mean, I probably would fare better at them now, maybe. But I don't know. I mean, I've got the Sega Mega Drive collection for the PS3. So I might go back to that one day and then realize it was actually really hard.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I haven't played the new one, the old ones, for ages. I played, well, no. I played it on the Mega Drive collection on the PS4. But yeah, don't buy that. The emulators are really bad. It's uh, very disappointing. Get the Sega Ages ones instead on the Switch. They're much better. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, that's about it, really. Aside from, of course, Dread Nautical and Moving Out. Uh, my reviews for the last week or so, uh, which are both up now on thinkingguns.net. Moving Out's really fun. Go buy it. God, it shit up online. Like, I'm, I'm astonished it doesn't. And angry it doesn't. Because so I really want to play it with you guys. But it's a lot of fun. And Dread Nautical is a tactical strategy, roguelike RPG. Which, four words together, should mean that I stay the hell away from this thing. But it was fun. Good characters, good story, kept me kept me engaged.
2: Full review on the website. I was going to ask you if you'd played the other version of Moving Out, the one that was on Stadia. Or Get Stacked. No, the the game that was announced during the was it Get Stacked or Get Moved? or?
0: Oh, I know the one you mean.
2: The one that's the basically the that same the... as Moving Out and, and yeah. <laughs> was announced for Stadia. I was just wondering if you'd tried that packed.
0: one.
2: Get, get Packed!
0: Get Packed! Yes. Um, I haven't tried that one because because it's not free. It's not on pro.
2: Oh, it's not. Yeah.
0: I I gotta pay £20 for that privilege and I (laughs) can't justify that just yet. Wow. Yeah. Oh, fun story. There's a ninety pound version of PUBG on the (laughs) stadia. Yeah. Why? It comes with extra stuff you your your avatar can wear.
1: Wow. Yeah. It's it's Street Fighter all over again. Yeah,
0: although the, the Division 2 is currently £8 on Stadia. Well, weird on fiction. As is uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint. It's very strange. Oh, yeah. Anyway. So that's Stadia. Yeah, it rules, kind of, sometimes when it's in the mood to. Okay. It's time for... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the most exhilarating, most exciting, most electrifying video game quiz in all the world! Hosting the Finger Guns Trivia Challenge. Lock up your daughters. Hold on to your butts and go absolutely uptown Funkatron for the smoothest can in the entire podcast, Cosmos. It's the knowledge himself, Mr. Sean Davies! Thank you
2: you for that incredible introduction. Thank you for Paul for filling in last week. Um, I'm not entirely sure anyone won last week's quiz. I think everybody lost. (laughs) <laughs> we all lost in that debacle. Anyway, this week's quiz is all about, drum roll, please, Activision. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh god, am I going to have to pay to do this quiz?
2: Um, yeah, the first five questions are free. <laughs> After that... <laughs> is, is every answer Call of Duty? No, I've tried to stay away from Call of Duty as much as possible because, do you know, having looked through Activision's back catalogue, it's so impressive and they don't use any of it. So this quiz will definitely put that you that in your mind. Um so are you guys ready? Yes. Let's do yes. this. When I
1: mean, you get a carrot anyway if we are or
2: not. So Yes, that's very true. <laughs> okay. Question <laughs> 1. Activision teamed with which Japanese game developer to publish Sekiro Shadows Die Twice? Nice easy one to get you started.
0: Fucking <laughs> bias. Oh my
2: god.
1: No no this, she- is, this is the this is the trick isn't it? This is the the, the lure you in.
2: <laughs> question one Activision teens with which Japanese game developer to publish Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Okay, question two Activision developer Toys for Bob created which Toys for Life game series. Can we have multiple choice please? <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh Question two Activision de- Activision Developer Toys for Bob Created which Toys to Life video game series? Oh yeah! Oh, I don't know
0: that. Wow. Okay. Look into your heart; you know it to be true. <laughs> okay. Question three. <laughs> I don't know where that came what? from.
2: <laughs> <so>. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you not secretly (laughs) Um, my dad. It's just a question I don't get on the quiz. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Ross is trying to throw you off, I think. No. I know it's it's not
1: Star Wars. Okay. Okay. Question three.
2: Which 2010 Activision game carried the tagline Powered Up Racing? Question three. Which 2010 Activision game carried the tagline Powered up racing.
0: Oh, I can't remember. It's all such a. Oh, it's such a long time ago. It's all. <laughs> oh, it's all such a. Oh God, it's hard work at this quiz. <laughs> oh, I can't remember the I, word. Benefit was that for? <laughs> uh, Sean laughed, didn't he? I'm not benefiting yeah. anyone. I'm just having fun, man. <laughs> I just thought you were giving the answer away. No, nah. no, I can't remember the answer. It's all such. Oh, it's gone. It's all such a decade ago. (laughs) So hard to see.
2: Okay, (laughs) question four. Activision's first ever game was released on which console? Question four. Activision's first ever game was released on what console? And I've asked a variation of this question a very long time ago. I think it was the second ever quiz we did.
1: Oh, right. Okay, yeah.
2: So (laughs) I actually wrote about Activision recently as well, I can't
1: fucking remember.
2: Okay then. Question five In which Activision published game from nineteen ninety eight would you play as characters called Rikimaru or Ayame? Hmm. Question 5. In which Activision published game from 1998 would you play as characters called Rikimaru or Ayame? Okay. Question 6. How many full years did Bungie serve of their 10 year exclusive contract with Activision Blizzard to create Destiny and Destiny 2?
1: Still never played Destiny.
2: Well, it's in your future. It's your... (laughs) 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 Question 6. How many full years did Bungie serve of their 10-year exclusive contract with Activision Blizzard to create Destiny and Destiny 2?
1: I mean, with jokes like that, it's a Marvel we've been going for three years.
2: That's very true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question seven. What was the name of the 007 James Bond video game released in 2010 that featured the voices and likeness of David Craig, Judy Dench, and Joss Stone, but wasn't associated with a film release? Oh, fuck. No, There's not that. Um... <laughs> yeah, that's a very different type of James Bond. Oh, film. I
1: and I, I think I know it. I know it's got a really Yeah, Oops. sorry, I'm I'm just wittering here.
2: Well done. Question seven. What was the name of the 07 James Bond video game released in 2010 that features the voices and likeness of Daniel Craig, Judy Dench and Joss Stone, but wasn't associated with a film release? <laughs> do you remember Joss Stone? I do. Youngest woman ever to be on the richest 100 list. Crazy. Yeah, and then she sort of killed her career
1: by
0: putting on a stupid American
1: accent, didn't she?
2: Well, you know, she came into a uh, Hollywood
0: Bowl once when I was working there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I served her a hot
2: dog. That—that that is a real claim to claim about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. While all right. Well, we all got over this—this uh, this amazing celebrity story <laughs> of Justin eating a hot dog. Question eight. <laughs> kind of from the,
0: from last week, we had a uh, we had a nice like ten minutes talking about celebrity meetings.
1: Yeah, yeah, we did. That was um, that was a tangent.
0: Yeah, sorry, Sean.
2: That's okay. Question eight: War for Cybertron, Dark of the Moon, and Fall of Cybertron are all Transformers games developed by which Activision studio? And I wrote this question specifically for Paul, and he didn't turn up. <laughs> Question eight War of Cybertron, sorry, War for Cybertron, Dark of the Moon and Fall of Cybertron are all Transformers games developed by which Activision owned Studio. Okay. They weren't terrible games, were they? Were they terrible games? No. They, they, were, they were the they were three good ones. Okay.
1: The ones in between
2: the Cybertron which is the second one? Uh dark. Of the moon.
1: I might have played War for Cybertron then on 360.
2: Hmm. Okay, question nine. Three bands received their own band centric versions of Guitar Hero. Name them and you'll get a point for each. So, question nine. Three bands received their own band centric versions of Guitar Hero. Name them. I'll give you a point for each one. Good question. Ooh. It's a tricky one too, because a couple were announced and never made it out of development.
0: Yeah. I was really looking for- forward to uh, the Wurzels rock band. It
2: never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot
1: I cannot stand the Wurzels. You know that like people have stereotypes of British people that we all have tea and crumpets and stuff. Well, one of the stereotypes... At the Southwest, for anyone that's not from the Southwest, reason. One of the stereotypes is that we all love the fucking Wurzels, and I cannot stand them. It's meant to be like, no, oh, i are not the Wurzels then. No, no, I don't. They need to go. Question 10
2: Name the four Call of Duty games released since Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare which are not part of the Modern Warfare or Black Ops series, not including mobile games or spin offs. Uh... You will get a point for each one. So question 10. Name the four Call of Duty games released since uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, which... Let me start that again, for fuck's sake. Question 10. Name the four Call of Duty games released since Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, which are not part of the Modern Warfare or Black Ops series. Not a single Tony Hawk's question on that one. No,
1: I, I, try, I try to do it clear to be fair
2: because oh, um man,
1: you could've done you could have done an entire quiz based on Tony Hawk's soundtrack. Well no, you <laughs> won't be able to now because <laughs> now I know half of them, so the,
2: the problem with Tony Hawks is is that it's not Activision owned anymore. True. So like I was gonna ask you about Tony Hawk's games and I thought, but well, there's been months since that I had aren't Activision, so it's So that was that was all ten questions. I hope that was slightly easier and more enjoyable than last week's Punch in the Nads. Uh, last
1: week was audio assault yeah I'll be honest,
2: it, it was very it was very enjoyable to listen but i can't watch. it was very nice to play along to <laughs> <laughs> no it was
0: great it was nice to do something uh, that was properly difficult yeah. and uh, and paul was having the time of his life so oh he was He, could tell. he
1: was sat there rubbing his hands like i can't believe you guys don't know that and it's like we're not as old and obscure as you are
0: yeah, and he threw some in that we that I should have gotten, like Shenmue yeah. and the like. Yeah, but... exactly, and the Mario one, and it was just like
1: I think your brain because you hear the difficult ones, so when you hear a simple one, you're going, no, it can't be that obvious, it's got to be something else.
0: Yeah, but there we go. Ruff. Good old Paul. Anyway, enough about that last of his quiz. Well done, Paul. Uh, Sean, sorry. God, sorry. Sean oh, go Paul, on, Sean. that's fine. Sorry, Sean Paul. Sean Paul. Paul and Blue Grand Terrell. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's get into some news. And last week, we had pretty much no news at all. This week, there was an absolute megaton of news that I've been cycling through in order to find the more interesting things. And first up, of course, is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Ah! That's all I could hear when I was watching the trailer. wasn't yeah, in someone, the trailer. Someone's, which
1: I was... no, someone's done that, though.
0: Oh, they have to, surely.
1: Someone has actually made a fan edit trailer with that in it.
0: Oh, my God. Can you send it over?
1: Uh, yeah, I'll try and find it, and I'll send it
0: over to you. We've had confirmation that the new Assassin's Creed is set in the Viking era in England, and it, once again you get to play as a male or female Viking protagonist taking down evil other Viking people, I guess. <laughs> Do you want to try uh, that again? Yeah, I mean, that's that's all I could really uh, glean from the trailer.
2: Anglo-Saxons. Yeah, Anglo-Saxons, <laughs> that's the word. <laughs> there you go.
0: Uh, yeah, the trailer was just uh, full uh, CGI, so it looked very fancy and gave us an idea of the Setting and the uh, the kind of uh, army and stuff, wasn't it associated with Assassin's Creed? Kind of. In the very last, like four seconds of the trailer, <laughs> uh, we saw um, our protagonist with his hidden blades, which were notably absent from Assassin's Creed Odyssey,
2: and so they brought it back for this one.
0: Uh, Mister Sean Davies, as a mad AC fan, how are you feeling about
2: Assassin's Creed Valhalla? I am very, very excited. Very, very excited. I I say this. Every time I, I see an Assassin's Creed game, it's not feudal Japan, I normally have like a pang of ah but then like the setting they pick this time is something that I imagine everyone on this podcast and probably everyone in the UK has at least studied a little bit. You know, we we you know, even if it was in junior school or infants or whatever the hell you go to in some of set or whatever you are, um, you know, you 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 learn about the Saxons and the Anglo-Saxons and the Vikings in the long ships, and it's just a fascinating time in history for the English, Um, and I'm really excited that they've they've gone here. I thought when it was going to be Vikings, I thought it was going to be, you know, like crazy skull boats and, you know, really over the top, but it actually looks brilliant. And what really excited me is like how historically accurate that trailer was because the voiceover over the top was basically obviously the main protagonist saying they won't they won't come here, they will settle they won't defend their lands, they're dirty, they're horrible whereas the reason why the Anglo-Saxons got so pissed off about the Vikings and the Nords and the Danes coming over here is because they were religious they would they had a they had a code they washed and changed their clothes regularly, which made them very attractive to the Anglo-Saxon women and the Anglo-Saxon men decided oh, I'm not having this. <laughs> and that's why it all kicked off. So it's just brilliant that we've got this like time period and a an Assassin's Creed game, and it's I'm really excited. I was very surprised that Xbox had um, managed to get the exclusive marketing rights. Which for a second I was shitting it because I know I know I'm getting a PS5 next. I'll probably get a Series X down the line because you don't really need one yet, do you? Because there's no Xbox Series X exclusives. How down,
1: down, 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 down. <laughs> was that? Was that you watching the trailer?
2: It was. That was That was Roscoe enjoying the trailer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just keep making over your segment
1: then by. <laughs>
0: it's, it's, it's,
1: this, you're making a serious point. Sorry. The <laughs> <song> <laughs> was that? Was that? I'm
0: going to do
1: that every time Ross talks now. I'm just going to be like. <laughs> <laughs> every time Ross mentions Fortnite.
2: <laughs>
0: Um uh, sorry Sean, you were saying about Xbox its, its exclusivity.
2: Yeah, well after the after the trailer dropped, I you know, obviously PlayStation posted out that, that their first tweet was about how there is a, a female character that you could play as and she's she's visible in the collectors edition. And so many of the comments under that were like, Oh wow, I just had a mini heart attack. I thought it was an Xbox exclusive. I thought the same for a second, I really did. Um, because there was no PlayStation marketing on that that trailer at all, the first one at least. Um, so it's very interesting that they got the marketing rights and it's big power move that by Microsoft, big power move. It's uh, going to be very interesting. But the trailer itself, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the gameplay now.
0: Uh, yeah, it's not too far away either, is it? It's at the Xbox thing that we're going to talk about a little bit later. Yes, yes.
2: Uh, good times.
0: On the other end of the spectrum, uh, Greg, you're not feeling it. No, I kind of hit. I haven't played
1: an Assassin's Creed game properly since Black Flag. I think the absolute mess that was Unity really sort of killed it for me. I tried playing Syndicate, couldn't get into it. Origins, I borrowed it from someone. Just got really bored with the desert approach to it all, and haven't touched Odyssey. I'm a little bit burned by like just CGI trailers as well. I mean, it looked good, but then sort of Dead Island. So. When gameplay footage does surface, and if they've kind of reworked it again i, th- I think I think I like the approach that like origins took, but I think because it was obviously quite an underdeveloped Egypt at the time, and a lot of it was just sand and it's boring and it gets everywhere that it just really put me off so I mean the saying looks a lot more vibrant, and you know there could be more to do, and hopefully they've expanded on. I can't just be the only person that got bored with Origins. So hopefully, I'm cautiously optimistic. Well, no, I mean, I'm cautiously indifferent at the moment. When gameplay comes out, then, yeah, I might actually be sold. But uh, for me, yeah, I mean, like, for me, the series peaked with Brotherhood. So I don't know. I I don't want to shit on a franchise because, obviously, people do enjoy it. And it has its moments. But, yeah, I haven't been that enthused for an Assassin's Creed for a long time. So this could change my mind. It could not. I don't know. Okay. But yes, the trailer is infinitely better with Led Zeppelin over it. <laughs> that yep. makes me excited for it.
0: <laughs> that we can confirm. But I'm, just... also,
1: I'm also like Sean. I've been wanting like a a feudal Japan or any kind of sort of any kind of era Japanese game because it just fits. Um, especially in the wake of not having a Tenshu game either. I mean, Sekiro didn't really fill that void, even though it was Activision as well. If we're not going to get another Tenshu, then we should have something in that in that mold. I mean, there I is, think, there is um, enough think, scope there.
0: You think uh, Tsushima's going to fill that void a little bit? No, Tsushima's going to be... Well,
1: you're a samurai for a start, so it's going to be... Well, you're a samurai gone off the code a little bit, so that's going to be more... I hate using, I hate using the, the, the term for it, but it's going to be more sort of Dark souls and it's going to be more ground-based action. I think the scope... I, I, like, you imagine with Assassin's Creed being set in... in Japanese era of assassins and all the emperors that were backstabbing each other and stuff like that. It, 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 there's so much potential; it's rife for it. So, but then that's just, that's a wish list. That's not like that. That's just my wish list and Sean's as well. That that should happen. And every time when a game gets announced, it's like ta da! It's in Greece. You're like, oh for fuck's sake! I'm not against Valhalla. Someone did give me grief for saying that the CGI trailer looked shit. And I was like, I didn't say it was shit. I said, I'm just not very sold on it yet. So I'm not going to poo-poo it. I just, I'll see what it's like when it comes out. I'll, I'll wait. I'm not going to, it's not going to be day one for me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think in this day and age, you can be sold by a CGI trailer. No, I've think...
1: been burned like many a times.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, regardless of like, you know, sequels, CGI trailer to build hype, like the original Last of Us 2 trailer. Yeah. That's the exciting oh, yeah. thing. because That becomes, oh, Last of Us 2 exists. That's awesome. And so, yeah, looking forward to that. But yeah, this, this trailer was, okay, great. It's, it's New Assassin's Creed, set in Viking era. Brilliant. I want to see it, you know? And that that's when the issue, I think, comes in of, it was a four-minute trailer, and there yeah. was no gameplay. It was like, come on. And, like, they're going to hold it off for a week just to show it off at this Xbox showcase. Like They really could have just thrown something in there, surely. But so. um,
1: conversely, not all CGI trailers are bad. I mean, look at, like, one of the all-time greatest in Onomusha 3. I don't know if you guys remember that one, but that is and that was and is still fantastic. Um, yeah. And that went on to be a really good game. So it's not that CGI trailers ruin everything. It's just in recent years, having just a CGI trailer now, people are a bit... And especially when we've had things like the Watchdogs fiasco, you know, oh, this is real-time gameplay, and it turned out not to be, or it, it was a bit oversold. And <laughs> it's just... I don't know, like it's, it's hard to get excited for just CGI trailers. It's cool from an outside perspective to watch them and go, yeah, those are pretty sweet, You know, especially this one with Valhalla was was pretty good. But the back of my mind is like, why aren't they showing? I know it's reveal trailer, so I know that they're not going to show the gameplay features. But the, the cynic that is me goes, cool, I will wait. And that, that just happens with every game now, regardless of whatever franchise it is, new or old. I'm always like, cool, I will wait and see what it's like.
0: That's fair. I mean, this one, there's 14 studios working on this thing what across the world 14 ubisoft studios are contributing to valhalla at this present moment they seem to be putting a lot of chips on the table for this one um it's being directed by ashraf ismail who was the creator director for black flag and origins oh. and it is can confirm that it's coming out on ps4 and Xbox one as well along with pc ps5 and series x and stadia if you're into that sort of thing and yes, it's part of the Xbox Series X um upgrade program. So if you buy it on Xbox One and then get a Series X, you can upgrade it to Series X, much like uh, Cyberpunk. Exciting times. It was it was a uh, it was a fun trailer to get us hyped again for Assassin's Creed. It just doesn't I don't know, it doesn't feel like Assassin's Creed anymore.
1: It's kind of lost its identity, hasn't it, from in the first game. You actually had to plan assassinations out.
0: Yeah, I mean it's the, the series has come a long way and Odyssey was you know, sensational, and I absolutely loved it. I never finished it. I do need to get back to it, but it was fantastic. And that still kind of felt like an Assassin's Creed game in certain ways. But yeah, this one looks like a massive departure. So I guess we'll see on the gameplay trailer this week. Yep, yep. Talking uh, about uh, Ghost of Tsushima, it has a brand new release date of July 17th, which has moved up a little bit thanks to uh, the new release date of a certain game. Called The Last of Us Part Two, which now is coming out on June the nineteenth. As you know, uh The Last of Us Part Two should have been out at the end of this month. Of course, it got moved back due oh. to uh complications uh due to the world situation. But yeah, these got these new dates, they're all pretty close to each other, really. There's a big summer for uh, for PlayStation gamers coming up. Um but Sean, have you got any thoughts on the new dates? Are they the right time? Should The Last of Us have been maybe pushed back or there's not a lot to talk about here, but I just wanted to mention it.
2: Uh, no, I think it's I think it's a good date given what's happened recently with basically certain aspects of the game leaking, and, and that's that's been confirmed this week to be not anything to do with Sony or Naughty Dog. So yes. it's some. I get the feeling that you know rather than try to polish it to the nth degree, they just want to get it out there now, and they. I think that's the right day for them. I think it's it's a good date because it means that. You know, people in the PlayStation ecosystem, it's going to be around about the same time that they are unveiling all the the next gen stuff. So it just means that the people are going to have a couple of months worth of saving to be able to afford a PlayStation Five for the holiday rush. So it it makes sense to get all of their cards out on the open, just to say this is the PS4, this is the, the the line in the sand. The next thing that you could go out and buy would be the PS5, and that's a that's a good stance to take. I think.
0: Ah, uh, Greg. Do you concur with uh, with Sean on that point in regards to the new release dates?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's given people actually something to look forward to now. And like Sean said, the all the pomp and bluster about the release date uh, sorry—the release date, the the leaks—hopefully, won't have damaged it too much. I haven't seen the leaks yet. I've seen a couple of comments, and I take them with a pinch of salt. But yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to affect it too much. Hopefully,
0: no. I mean, at least there's a there's a something concrete now, and they look to be. Very much sticking to it, so.
1: Yes, that's that's hopefully is it. I think the apprehensive people are going to be like, yeah, but what about if a week before they they move it again? But I think it's yeah. been delayed once already. They've they've given their reasons, and hopefully this has given them time to actually go, no, this is definitely going to happen.
2: I, I took the good advice.
1: A few weeks
0: away as well. Yeah, not long now. Um, I took the good advice from a friend of mine. who said, on the Finger Guns Twitter panel channel, don't retweet PlayStation stuff until the game comes out. <laughs> yeah. Because if you go into the comments, people are being assholes. So yeah, you won't see us retweeting PlayStation for the next six or seven weeks. Just yeah,
1: um, I've seen that on oh, one of the things I just said on. I'd I'd seen people trying to spoil it. Uh, I think it was a post about the the May PS Plus games and someone going blank 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 with Last of Us. And I'm like, cool, you're a dick. Like, yeah, yeah. people people decrying how lacklustre the PlayStation Plus games are, and you're going blah blah
2: blah happens, and it's like, what do you get out of that? Every comment I've made on N4G or every story that I've submitted since all this happened has had The Last of Us story spoilers posted into the comments, which gives me a notification. And that notification comes with the contents of the comments, which is (laughs) fan-fucking-tastic. So even if I wanted to avoid it, the fact that I'm posting stuff on N4G just means I'm getting it blasted at me every which way.
1: I just don't understand the point. Like, What satisfaction do you get out of going,
2: this happens? What, what gets me is that, that these people, as well, they've seen they've seen maybe one section of a longer story, and, and they think they understand what's happened, mm. and they don't do you know it's, it's going to be a forty hour odd game, so you know just fuck off.
1: Uh, <laughs> I've only I've only ever inadvertently spoiled one film before, and I felt bad about it, so I don't see the point in in taking any kind of satisfaction and going oh this happens and so and so like luckily. And I'm still quite amazed by this. No one spoiled Final Fantasy VII for me yet. Um, I think it's because, unlike Ross, I know the old one, so it's no great secret in the overall sense of things. For so someone to go, <laughs> "Oh, this happens," but at the same time, no one—that's not—that's not a dig at Ross. Like he's gone into it fresh, but like I know there are changes in the new one. But no one's gone. oh, have you done the bit yet where this happens? I've said no. I'm at chapter whatever, and they've gone cool, and no one spoiled it for me yet. So.
2: very much, very much looking forward to this spoiler cast with you. (laughs) Get it finished, guy. Get it finished. Yeah, I will do. All right, then,
0: let's move on to uh, the Xbox Series X showcase, which is coming next week on the 7th of May, I believe, at 4pm. This is the first time we're going to see concrete gameplay from um, certain things coming. Uh, The Series X, super exciting if you're into this sort of thing. So, we're going to have a little uh, chat what we think, what we expect to be there and uh, what we're looking forward to. So uh, I'll start with Greg. What do you what do you reckon? Any first party stuff you think they're going to be pushing, or is it just going to be third party CGI trailers again?
1: Oh, I don't know. I've as as of last week I've zoned out of the Xbox stuff. I'm <laughs> not the person to ask about this. I honestly have no interest in the Xbox One X anymore. I don't know what they can really sort of push that's going to be first party because most of them are out recently now. Like we've had a Halo in the last couple of years. We've had a new Gears last year. Um, we've had Tactics, which is out. Now, which is more a PC game, I don't know what they could do for exclusivity.
0: What, yeah, I mean, what franchises
1: at, have they really got?
0: <laughs> I mean, Halo Infinite, maybe there. Yeah, uh, maybe one. Um, the game from the initiative, their new first-party studio, maybe we'll get to see that finally. Whatever that may be, uh, Sean, what do you reckon?
2: Uh, so we know we're going to see Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay. Yes, because uh, this is that what they're describing as first-party and third-party partners, which means they've probably money-hatted a couple more uh, launch games for this winter. Um, so there's probably going to be another big game there. Um, that's... Now, the, the thing is, they're going to be showing them on Xbox Series X, but like I said before, there's, there's no there's no Xbox exclusive. So even if you've got an Xbox One, it's worth tuning in for this thing because you'll be able to play these games. Um, but I think we're going to be looking for, like... Everwild, Wild, think in a rare's new one. I think that will probably be there. That you know they, they revealed that it's the X19 event yes. uh, last year, and I'm I'm cautiously optimistic that that's not gonna suck. Um the likelihood is we might see something of the initiative's new game. I'm probably gonna see Halo. Now Double Fine, the studio have been working on apparently a triple A game for a while, so we might see something of that, and we also might see more of Ninja Theory's new one, which is Escape Me, the sequel to Oh, she's crazy in a village with lots of gods and monsters and stuff Hellblade? That's it! Thank you you Wow, that slipped my mind completely then. I think That was a
0: good CGI trailer for Hellblade 2 Absolutely, yeah That
2: one (laughs) Do you know, I'm I, I actually, I actually like this having a CGI trailer for thing first time around now, because I think it sets your tone, and I think it means that you're not getting burned on. Because remember, like I think Watch Dogs was the reason why everybody does this now. You release a CGI trailer, and then when the game's a little bit further along and you're you're more happy about showing it and it being closer to the final product, you do that then. But at least these things give us a good taster of what the theme is going to be, and you know that that Hellblade two trailer. Was was certainly a, tea, a taste of what we're going to ex- expect. So um, yeah, and this 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 event apparently just focuses on just gameplay. So um, they, those are the ones I'm expecting. I'm not expecting the new Batman to turn up or Rocksteady's new one. I get the feeling they may turn up somewhere else.
0: They're taking their sweet time with this one, aren't they?
2: Rocksteady's. Yeah. Yeah. I I I really hope it's the the Harry Potter one. You know. I genuinely hope so. Mm -hmm. I I I sat the other day going through all of the Rocksteady job placements on their website just just for a teaser. And (laughs) they they get like all access to Comicsology, so you can get every DC Comicsology for working there. But you also get discounts on Harry Potter World tour tickets. And I thought this this is the straw I'm gonna grasp onto that this game is still (laughs) in development, (laughs) (laughs) that they get tickets for the Warner Brothers Studio tour to go and see the Harry Potter world thing. So that's the straw I'm holding on to. Fair Um. enough. Cool.
0: Well, yeah, that's uh, next week at uh, 7pm... 4pm, sorry. 7th of May at 4pm. And, um, yeah, if we can get everyone together, we're going to do a reaction special to that as well that night. So look out for that. Right, finally, we are going to choose our Games of the Year so far. We're nearly halfway through the year, and what a year it's been so far. But in the world of video games, we've had some absolute crackers Right now, we're going to look at what is already up and what we've enjoyed the most this year. I'm going to start with Greg Hicks. Games of the year so far.
1: I'll tell you, it's definitely not going to be Resident Evil 3. Mm. Much, not not carrying on the series game of the yearness from last year's one, just because it was disappointing. It's a good game, but it's a very short game. But yeah, unfortunately not. Final Fantasy VII Remake, too early for me to call, cool, but I can see it being up there. I think, bar my, my gripes from it the other week, it's, it's still a good game. That's just me being fussy about... You know, dialogue and vocal tracks and stuff like that. Um, I'm going to say SnowRunner's up there for me, just because I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, quiet one for me, really. Uh, Probably. Well, I suppose if I had to pick two, Final Fantasy VII Remake and Snowrunner, I suppose.
2: All right, Uh, Sean. I think it would be remiss not to mention Final Fantasy VII Remake. I think it's um, it's it's an artistic game that I don't want to spoil for Greg, but you know it's it's a it is a fantastic game. I love all of the added filler that they put in apart from a couple of little bits and that's top you know top draw for me the other two that i would probably pick would be uh, Lair of the clockwork god which is the ben there done that game it's like a comedy point click adventure with its cross with a platformer that's really really funny like genuinely one of the funniest games i've ever played like has has made me laugh a lot and it, there is a lot of game there i expected it to be a lot shorter than it is and i'm still playing it like 15 hours in now and it's still funny which is it's fantastic and i think the other one's got to be doom eternal because i think as, as far first person shooters go that one is really top draw i don't think there's anything that's come close in a while to how fluid and how well designed that game is so yeah it's been a good good year for first person shooters as is so far anyway but this this one's damn good so they're my three how about you roscoe
0: well um in other waters is up there um it's my only 10 so far this year it was just sensational a game that com- came out out of nowhere and blew me away it's unlike anything else i've ever played it's a very narrative driven game with basically no visual art at all just incredibly basic um colors and squares on the screen that you use to navigate around the the very depth of the ocean and it's it's phenomenal the story is un- is amazing it grabs you almost immediately it's written so well and uh if yeah my review is up on fingerguns.net have a look and yeah sort of make your own mind out what you've played it but it's just stunning absolutely amazing and i guess the other one would be animal crossing i mean i've already sunk of like 250 hours into that game and it's just a game that gives you i mean i see a lot of people talking about how it how it sort of takes over your life and i don't think it does i think what it does do is it just becomes part of your life you know like it in the morning, I'll wake up and it's a new day. Obviously, it's real time in Animal Crossing, so it's a new day on the island as well. And there'll be new things to do, new people to meet. You'll get some gifts or some presents that you ordered a day beforehand. And there's always something to do and something to upgrade or update. Or you know, there's just so much joy to be had playing Animal Crossing, and it's an everyday thing for me now. And you see, like the the social aspects of it. Uh, what is uh, really exciting. The way that I can, you know, just tweet out and go, hey, has someone got a uh, some iron nuggets? I need to build this thing in order to get some bells. They're like, oh yeah, I'll do that. Just come to my islands and I'll uh, come to my islands and I'll give you some. Like, okay. So we go to the islands, steal some nuggets and give them back and, you know, then they become best friends and then you can start trading things with them whenever you like. And it's just brilliant. So yeah, it's wonderful. I won't talk about it. I've already talked about it enough on this podcast, but yeah, it's definitely out there as one of my games of the year so far, and I think that's it really at the moment. I mean, we're looking at there's a lot of games I haven't played that I know should be considered. Things like Half Life, Alex. Um, I know Toby was a big fan of Ori and the Will of the Wisps.
2: Do Do you want me to go through their their reviews? Because I've got I've got the list of reviews up at the moment. I can tell you what what best reviews both Paul and Toby have have selected this year. Oh yeah, go for it. So. I'm going to just mention the 8s out of 10s because I've mentioned they'll be in the com- the, the competition. So Cloudpunk from Toby, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake from Toby, uh, Persona 5 Royale, which I really want to play and uh, will get around to eventually, Hyper Parasite and Ori and the Will of the Wisps. I think Ori, Ori Hi- uh, Persona 5 Royale and Final Fantasy VII Remake all got 9 out of 10 from, from Toby, so I imagine they, they will be his three. And <laughs> Paul Paul was reviewed two games this year. One he gave a 1 out of 5 to, and one he gave a 6 out of 10 to. One
0: out,
2: <laughs> so, 1 out of 5, 1 out of 10. 1 out of 10. So I imagine his game of the year so far is going to be null drifter. <laughs> <laughs> what, just because of an aggregate score? Just, just, just because he... That that's the name of the game and that's 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 the high score he's given is six out of ten. To be fair, I imagine it's Streets <laughs> of Rage four, and it? it's gonna be Streets of Rage Four. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's definitely not Sisters Royale five sisters on the Fire which you give one out of ten. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, so there's a lot of there's a lot of really great stuff out already. I mean Dreams is out this year. I mean that's I'm that's surprised people have not
1: well. got on Dreams, to be honest.
0: I am. I that
1: thought that would have been standard. right up is right up is whatever Cockney rhyming slang for street is.
0: Yeah, and it's cheap right now as well. There's a free yeah, trial of dreams e- available.
1: It's on it's on sale actually. I saw it earlier. Uh it's like from it's down from 35 to 20, 25, something like that.
0: Yeah, it's 25 pounds. to Play dreams. That's a that's a game in a game in itself, you know. It's All a million games, games
1: in a game. Yeah, exactly. I realised as I said I said, was like, no, you can make more than one game in it, you spaz.
0: <laughs> That'd be really cool, wouldn't it? Oh, you just played that one right, you're done. Get out. <laughs> it's like that little big planet with a timer. Cool. That's your level. Black off. <laughs> that's the one you chose, boy. Get out. Yeah, I mean there's the knights and bikes as well. Got it's got a really good um, Metacritic. Uh, sakura Wars, Telling Lies, which has just hit consoles. That does uh, look good, actually. Yeah. There's. there's I thought cool I thought it was like going
1: to be another uh, Senran, and then I actually watched turn and went, "Oh no, it's giant robots. Cool." <laughs> yeah. So that'll be a that'll be a sale
0: one for me. I think. So yeah, plenty to play already this year. and um, plenty more to get excited about. All right, then let's move on to Sean's indie corner.
2: Welcome to the indie corner. Uh, this week I've picked out three games. Well, technically four, but it's it's three actually. Um, they are definitely worth your attention. So the first is called Weaving Tides from a developer called Follow the Feather. Now, if you if you've been in indie game circles on Twitter, you've probably seen this game floating around because it feels like it's been in development for a long time, and a lot of their gifts have gone viral on the internet. Uh, It's a game all about a stitched and woolen world where everything is made of textiles, and everything you do in the game is related to textile crafting techniques. Uh, So it's got like a you you play as this kind of floating thing that floats above. Um one like a layer of wall that you could dip in and out of and create stitches in the wall. Um, you've got puzzles, so you have you have to be sewing in and out of holes or cross stitching across like floating threads. Uh, enemies, all of the enemies in the game have a different style of attack or kind of different strategy to uh, defeat them. uh some some of the enemies like they they you need to go underneath the wall and then pop up underneath them to to stun them. And then sew them down. It looks incredibly good. Game this, this isn't just like those, those other woolen, you know, textile games where basically you've got a normal game and you've just got like a wool texture on something. It's this is a a fully textured game where everything looks like it's made of textures. Um, and it's it's on Kickstarter right now. They are they, I think they've done four days and they're already way 40, more than 50% of the way to the goal. So, uh, and they're not asking for a lot. I think they're asking for £15,000. Uh, and that'll be our, that's, that's so that they can launch on PC, Mac, and Nintendo Switch. I think it's just the, the little bit to get them over the hump of this process. Um, so if that sounds up your street, I, I definitely would advise Googling it because it looks so much better in motion than I could ever give it credit to with words. So go and give it to Google. It's called Weaving Tides. Okay, so the second game is called Gun Jam. And if you follow our socials, you'll have seen this game already. Um, it's a it's a combination of a rhythm game and first person shooter. It's from Jawdrop Games, and the main designer you might know him from games like Cube, Cube Two, and Hugh. Uh, his his name's Dan. Barney McGrew, Cuthbert Dibble. So th- this is a, a game that combines rhythm and first person shooters. They, they basically got a crosshair and shapes move from the bottom of the screen straight up towards the crosshair and you can shoot when the bullet sorry when the shape hits the crosshair uh the idea is to kill enemies in time with the music and the two gifts that i've seen so far i've seen a short video clip of the game as well it looks phenomenal what's really weird is that the same week another game has been released in basically like this is a new genre this hasn't existed before And in the same week, two games have been announced for it. And the the second one is called BPM, Bullet Per Minute, um, which is different. It's a different type of rhythm shooter game. Um, But this, this one is set in hell and you're fighting demons. And they both look great, but my money is on Gunjam to do the better of the two because it just looks cleaner and it looks like a better version of that mechanic. And as a core cool concept, I don't think you can do wrong. Both of these games are now up on Steam. Uh, so go and check out Gun Jam and BPM Bullets Per Minute. And the last game that I wanted to talk about was is uh, Raw Fury's Atomic Raps. Now, I don't know if Greg can remember this, but I, I played this at EGX last year. Name rings a bell. It's basically, it's like part Stardew Valley and part a, star, uh, a twin stick shooter. So during the day you have to grow crops because you're in like this post apocalyptic nuclear war world where everything's been blown up and you, you survived in a bunker, but every day you come up and you grow crops. So you, you basically go around and you know pull out weeds and sort out your plants and stuff. And then when night falls, mutants n- like nuclear affected mutants and raiders try to come and steal your crops. So, yeah. so, <laughs> so during the great, the day you're growing them and then during the night you're defending them. And, um, it's it's been out on pc i think it's been in early access or it might even be out now uh for for a while and i, I got to play this at egx and it, it's it looks really cool and i've been looking forward to playing it and it's coming out on switch uh towards the end of the month it's towards the end of may so um make sure you give that a look when it comes out it's it looks very cool and uh, i'm very, very much looking forward to playing it
1: to be fair when you when you say i played it at egx i'm like yes because you played a lot of games
2: <laughs> yeah yeah I, I, that's just like every other day though it's like yeah. it doesn't matter if it's egx or not i just played a lot of games <laughs> so that's it that's it for the indie, indie corner
0: well thank you very much a pleasure gun jam looks awesome can't wait to play that yes it does let's jump into the quiz answers
2: da, da, once da, again da. With mr sean davies <laughs> Okay, let's do this. Um, question one. Activision teamed with which Japanese game developer to publish Sekiro Shadows Die Twice? Ross, what's this, buddy? From Software. From Software is correct. Oh. Uh, question two. Activision developer Toys from Bob created which Toys to Life game series? Uh, Greg? I didn't know this one. Ross, have you got an answer? Skylanders. Skylanders is correct. Uh nah. Uh, question 3 Which 2010 Activision game carried the tagline Powered Up Racing? Um, I'm pretty sure that um, Roscoe knows this one because I don't think he can see it because it's all a
0: Oasis oh, Blur <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. no No, 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 no No, no
1: He shouldn't yes, be allowed be that too. He should not be allowed that because I got absolutely toasted for my Parasite Eve one when I was being wanky so he shouldn't be allowed that
0: Oh, That was a long time ago We're way past that now
2: you shouldn't be allowed that. Uh, the so first I answer understand. he gave was racist. I will let Roscoe's conscience weigh upon him whether he decides to give himself that answer or not. I don't care that much. There's no monetary prize at the end of this.
1: <laughs> I just thought if anyone's learned from, you know, if we've learned from anything, is don't try to be clever with answers.
2: Like if yeah, I if i've learned anything from this is that when i get shitty about answers i upset like rando shadow people from the twitterverse to attack me (laughs) (laughs) you mean pull pull the second account (laughs) Uh, so so yeah i'm just gonna just you you mark yourselves mark your own homework um question for activision's first ever game was released on what console roscoe uh
0: the atari 2600
2: well done That is correct. Uh, Question five. In which Activision published game from 1998 would you play as characters called Rikimaru or Ayame? Uh, Greg? Tenchu Stealth Assassins. Tenchu Stealth Assassins is correct. Uh, Question six. How many full years did Bungie serve for their 10-year exclusive contract with Activision uh, Roscoe? Eight years. Eight years is correct. Ah, bam. Uh, They signed in April 2010, and they parted by mutual consent in January 2019. Uh, Question seven. What was the name of the 007 James Bond video game released in 2010 that featured the voices and likeness of Daniel Craig, Judi Dench, and Josh Stone, but wasn't associated with the film release? Greg? Um, Bloodstone. Bloodstone is is correct. something. Uh, question eight. Wolf of Cybertron, Dark of the Moon, and Fall of Cybertron are all Transformers games developed by which Activision-owned studio, Roscoe? High Moon. High Moon Studio uh, is correct. Uh, question nine. This is a three-point answer. Um, so three, ba- three bands have their own band-centric versions of Guitar Hero. Uh, name them. Uh, Greg, what have you got? I got Beatles, Metallica, and Van Halen. Uh, Metallica and Van Halen are correct. Beatles was not rock band, wasn't it? Was isn't rock it? band. Uh, Roscoe, have you got the third?
0: Fuck! I've got all three rock bands.
2: What? What have you put?
0: I've put the Beatles, Green Day, and ACDC Oh!
1: <laughs> wow! I won that by a very weird margin. Then. Oh,
2: so the. You said rock band, run. didn't you? No, 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 you said no. He's a guitar hero because that's, that's actually, rock, rock that band, that band is um... oh fuck that that it harmonics harmonics it. published um, rock oh. band. Guitar Hero. So three bands received their own band-centric versions of Guitar Hero. Name them. Uh, so I gave you Hero. three
0: rock band bands.
2: <laughs> I mean, as impressive as that was, mm. um, it's it's you know, I'm, I'm almost tempted to give you a bonus point. I'm not going to. But <laughs> <laughs> um, so the answers were Guitar Hero, Aerosmith, Guitar Hero, Metallica, and Guitar Hero, Van Halen.
0: God damn it! Uh,
2: yeah. Question ten. Name the four Call of Duty games released since Call of Duty four Modern Warfare, which are not part of the Modern Warfare or Blacks Up series, not including mobile game spin-offs. Greg, what have you got for this, buddy? Uh World at War. Yep. Ghosts. Yep. Infinite Warfare. Yep. Advanced Warfare? Correct. Well oh,
1: done I thought didn't realise they were both called Warfare. I yeah. thought it was a, I thought it was infinite something.
2: Well done. Those are the four. So it's World of War, Ghosts, Infinite Warfare, and Advanced Warfare. You point, um, point for each one.
0: Is that since the original Call of Duty four?
2: Yeah. So name the four Call of Duty games released since the Call of Duty Modern Warfare four, which are not part of the Modern Warfare or Black Ops series.
0: Okay. Just there were five. Sorry.
2: What's the fifth? World War Two. Yeah. Oh shit! You're right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Good shout. Did you put that?
2: Uh, no, I just oh. remembered. <laughs> 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 okay. You could have had five points for that. Well done. Ooh. Okay. Do you know what? That 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 one completely slipped my mind. Yeah, it's because <laughs> you haven't played it. It's just gone out of your memory. I, I, the only time I ever played it was a demo at EGX, and that was mm-hmm. like the most forgettable. I got teabagged by a guy sitting next to me with a ganja leaf emoji. <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks. Um, okay. Uh, Tot up your scores, and let's see who has won.
0: I haven't given myself blur. I fucked that up. I held my hands up. No, you can have it. You can have it. Okay, fine.
1: My my one was the the Parasite was the Keyblade, not the Keyblade, wasn't it? The Gunblade. I went. Actually, it was in Parasite 2 but the first appearance was. So that was my own fault. I just wanted to be pedantic.
2: <laughs> okay, um, Greg, what have you got?
1: Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven.
2: Well done, Roscoe.
1: I've got eleven. Oh, bulls. You... No, you can't have. You can't have the blur um... one.
0: <laughs> okay. Fucking rock band. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> Beatles, I forgot Beatles was
1: a rock band. They're all just a, an, an amalgamated oasis.
0: Um, blur to me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Tiebreaker time. Yeah. Okay, it's tiebreaker time. How many songs were in every Tony Hawk's game? Tony Hawk's Pro Skater game combined released on the PlayStation 1. So every... T- <laughs> How many songs were in the soundtracks for the games? Tony Hawk Pro Skaters games released on the PlayStation 1 combined? Let's start with Roscoe.
0: You've asked that question. Greg mentioned the fact earlier that he was listening to Tony Hawk Pro Skaters soundtracks.
1: No, no, I said, why isn't there a question on that?
0: Yeah, yeah, and, he, now, yeah. and now and now there is.
2: Oh, yeah, so I, no, I, I've, no, sublimi- it- I've subliminally fed him the question mm. because because there was going to be a Tony Hawk's question and it wasn't in there because of my. But all of these were released on Activision by Activision, so it's still Activision related. How many songs combined are there in the original Tony Hawk's Pro Skater games that were released on the PlayStation One?
1: I think Ross is stalling because he's quickly typing it in as he's talking, so he can't hear his keys going.
0: I'm not listening to Sean. <laughs> I had fifty-four.
2: Fifty-four,
1: Greg. I'm gonna go. Well, back, oh, so the three PlayStation games. I don't know. Um, Ninety. The answer
2: is eighty-one.
1: Yeah. I'm thinking about thirty songs per game, really.
2: <laughs> Woo! So, so Greg takes this one um, with plenty of Greg buys. I imagine I'm gonna get thrown at me from random Twitter accounts. <laughs> um. So that was the quiz. I hope you enjoyed that. Goddamn rock band. It's really upsetting. You did really well there as well. I I even gave you a courtesy question as well.
0: Really thought about that question.
2: Listen, Ross, if you hadn't have told him what blue was, yeah, you would have won that.
1: (laughs) Oh no, I wouldn't. He would. He would have got that. I was actually thinking split second. I was thinking I couldn't remember which one was which, so I would have actually put split second. So
0: yeah, well, that makes me feel worse.
1: (laughs) Next time. Next time. Shut up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right then, let's go to Out This Week. Thank you, Sean. A pleasure. What a treat. (laughs) (sighs) Out This Week, on the 5th of May, John Wick Hex is coming to consoles. PS4, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One. Very exciting. Uh, May the 5th, Someday You'll Return is coming to PC. Um, Anti-Graviator is coming uh, to Xbox One this week. And that's about it. I mean, Void Bastards is coming May 7th on PS4, Switch, and Xbox One. That's a game that I know we've been looking forward to. I think I played that at EGX a while back, or someone did anyway. Um, Spirit of the North is coming on May 7th to uh, PC Switch. Fury Unleashed is coming on May 8th, and, well, that's about it, really. I'm going to get excited about. May 12th. It's not, uh... yeah, it is quite a week. May 12th, Star Wars episode with one racer. So not this week, but next week. I'm kind of looking forward to that, actually. Yeah, it should be fun. Remember the I- N 64 game being quite fun. Yeah, I haven't played it for a long, long time. Should be a good laugh. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it does bring an end to this week's Fingerguns podcast. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, you can follow us everywhere. You can follow us on Twitter at FNGRGNS, Facebook.com forward slash Fingerguns UK. You can follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash fingerguns.net. And you can follow our individual handles on Twitter in the description below. Well, gents, that's it. Fifty-six episodes, three years. Well done to you. Woo! Yay! Brother. Go, finger Guns. Long, long may they reign. We'll be back next week. Another episode of the Finger Guns podcast. Also, we'll be there with a Xbox showcase special this week as well. Hopefully, if we can pull that off, hopefully that should be okay. But until next time, it is goodbye from Mr. Greg Hicks. Goodbye. Okay, goodbye, Mr. Sean Davies. Toodles. And goodbye from me. Until next time. Thank you for listening. The Finger Guns Podcast.